Welcome again to another special edition of State Lines, our second consecutive NFL playoff show, along with my co-host John Spataro and our Vegas insider Ryan Fisher. My name is Jason Gotch. Last week we gave you picks for the NFL wild card round of the playoffs. This week we're going to focus in on the divisional round. Some say this is the best weekend of football the entire year with four divisional playoff games on Saturday and Sunday. And a special treat on state lines later in the show. We'll also pick the college football national championship game between LSU and Clemson. That comes your way from the Superdome down in New Orleans on Monday night. So five great games to look at. But before we do that, fellas... Let's tell everyone how we did last week. I'm still smarting from that Buffalo Bills debacle as I took the Bills plus the points. I'll tell you more about that in just a second, but before I do, let's go to John Spataro first. John, how was your wild card weekend? Well, some weekends you have it and others you don't. I certainly did not have it this past weekend. I went one for three. The only one that I won was my Texans uh, pick that just you know uh, Jason mentioned just a wild game with some questionable decisions late and just a, a completely wild no pun intended way to open up wild card weekend it was just absolutely bonkers uh, and I was able to get a win with that but nothing else for the rest of the weekend I, I lost on the Patriots minus five possibly the end of the Patriots dynasty uh, that game was also pretty um, surprising just the way that it felt like Bill Belichick was getting out coached by Mike Rabel, uh, especially with some clock management towards the end there. And uh, that one was a wild one to watch. And then Sunday, it didn't get any better. Uh, I was on the over for the uh, Minnesota-New Orleans game, and that one fell short by four points or three and a half, whichever number you were able to get. And then nothing, nothing doing in Philly either. After Carson Wentz went out, I felt pretty confident that the Seahawks were going to be able to cover uh, the, the two points that they were getting. So I, I was just... All over the place this weekend, had a good win to start, but uh, nothing really came in after that. I went one and three, and uh, hopefully I will be able to do better uh, on this slate of games this weekend. All right, John, looking for a rebound this weekend. How about our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher? Was wild card weekend good to you? Well, it was okay. Uh, I didn't lose my Super Bowl pick, which I got to needle John for. He lost his Saints Super Bowl pick, so <laughs> we'll throw that on top of his rough weekend. Uh, I hit my best bet with that uh, the under in the Seahawks Eagles game. I said it felt like a seventeen to nine game going in, which is what they had the first time they played. I, I had a little trepidation because I didn't know that they could do the same thing again, but they did the exact same thing, seventeen to nine, got us the under. Uh, I was like John. I had the Texans with that big comeback against the Bills, and Josh, Josh Allen took us all for a wild ride. I don't know what he was doing out there, but it sure was fun to watch. Um, and then I, I, I had a couple misses. I missed with the, the Patriots as well. And then I missed with the Eagles. Uh, like John said, once Carson Wentz went out, that was just a whole whole different game. So kind of a mixed bag of things. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, especially the Josh Allen stuff with the Bills and Texans. Um, and, yeah, now we're looking forward to, like, like, like you said, Jason, the, the best weekend of football all year long. Well, Ryan, you can speak for yourself with uh, all that Josh Allen entertainment because I had the Buffalo Bills plus the points. And when you're up 16 nothing in a game and getting points, you feel pretty good. But then Josh Allen decided to say, hey, you know what? It's not a good time in the game or several good times in the game to protect the football. And we all know what happened. The Texans had a great comeback, so I lost that one. My only winner was the Titans plus the points at the Patriots. Happy with that pick. But then on Sunday, I think the Vikings surprised a lot of people. Captain 
and Kirk Cousins surprised me as well with that big victory outright. I thought the Saints would cover. And then when you had Josh McCown come in the game and Carson Wentz got hurt, you just knew that my Eagles pick was not going to get there, as John alluded to earlier. So one and three for Wild Card Weekend. Looking to do a lot better, Jason Gotch, with you in the divisional round. So let's start it off this segment. We'll talk about the AFC games, have our bet it or drink it uh, pick in a few minutes, our fun segment for uh, the program that we always do. But we'll start in the AFC with the Ravens and the Titans in Baltimore. This is a Saturday game. Baltimore a nine-point favorite. The total's 47. Uh, John, what do you think? Ravens a big favorite here. Yeah, I like the Ravens. They were one of the teams that I uh, called at the beginning of the year to be a contender, uh, certainly in the division and beyond. Uh, but I really like the Titans after that game they played against the Patriots. That was a team with a game plan. That was a team uh, who came in and, and really did exactly what they wanted to do. I think that Mariota and Tannehill threw for uh, less than 100 yards, if I'm not mistaken. But Derrick Henry just ate up 160 yards on the ground and scored a couple times and just really put the gas to the floor and and blew the doors off of New England. So I'm liking this game just because of the number. Minus nine is a lot of, of, of points to cover for the Ravens. I know that they can put up uh, decent points, but the Titans just have firepower. And, and I see them, uh, you know, being coached well again by Mike Vrabel. I see them coming in with a good plan. It's going to be hard to contain Lamar Jackson, but beyond that, they can go punch for punch with the Ravens, no problem. I think A.J. Brown is probably going to be the offensive rookie of the year. I think Derrick Henry is obviously the the rushing crown uh, champion and uh, will continue to be one of the best running backs in the NFL for years to come. And it all just kind of depends on how they use their quarterbacks. We saw both of them play in New England, and it feels like they're they're onto something there between the, the change of pace with Tannehill and uh, Mariota. And I like that because I don't want Tannehill playing too long and getting exposed. Uh, which I think is actually a, a savvy play by the the Titans to not leave him out there and try to do too much on his own. Bring in Mariota and spell him for a couple plays here and there and, and keep him fresh. So I like the Titans in this game. I I, I think that it's going to be a good game. I'm, I'm expecting another uh, you know big offensive performance from Derrick Henry, which you always love to see. But I just don't see the Ravens covering by two scores. I think it may be a touchdown game or maybe a late field goal game. So I'm going to take the Titans plus nine at this point. I like that number. But I do like the Ravens straight up, and I like them to continue uh, on throughout the playoffs. All right, Ryan, John is locked in with his pick. What do you think of the first game of the divisional round? Titans at the Ravens, minus 947 points on Saturday, at least the AFC first game of the postseason. Well, this is what makes the divisional round so interesting, and it's always one of the more fascinating weekends of the year for me, uh, point spread-wise. And it's exactly what John said. He had a quote. He said, after that game, and he was talking about the Titans and what they did against the Patriots, and that's what the that's what happens. I mean, people have the recency bias. They see these four teams play last weekend and win. In the Titans' case, look good unexpectedly. The four teams sitting at home waiting on these for the division round. So, so people get all excited about the the Titans, and they forget that the Ravens were fourteen and two, and there's a reason for that. So the division round is fascinating because of that. You have four teams coming off good wins, good performances going against four teams that didn't even play. So they're kind of out of our mind. And I do have to take exception with one other thing that John said. He said, A.J. Brown, probably the offensive rookie of the year. I've got a future on Josh Jacobs of the Raiders that is is hoping that that's not the case. And I don't think that's the case. I think it's either Josh Jacobs or Kyler Murray. But A.J. Brown did have a great year. I I fully concur with that. Uh, This is an interesting game. It's – I mean, the Ravens were great all year. Lamar Jackson was awful in the playoffs. His one chance he had last year. 
Uh, this line opened at Ravens 10, minus 10, and it's been pounded down. Um, it, I think it might even end up by the end of the week, it might end up Ravens minus eight, maybe eight and a half. So that's a pretty big move and, and shows a lot of that support for the Titans, a lot of what John was talking about. Um, Ryan Tannehill is going to have to make more plays than he made against the Patriots. Uh, he's going to have to make some plays down the field, and the, the Ravens defense allows some plays down the field. Uh, the one thing I worry about is just that Titans defense and, and holding up to what the Ravens are able to do. Um, we've got some trends, and I'll talk about them later with what goes on in the division round um, with road dogs. And, and they, they do pretty well against the spread, not so well uh, straight up. And that's kind of the way John went. He went with the Titans, you know, getting the points, but the Ravens to, to win the game. Uh, this is a tough one for me. Um, I, I really don't know that I like a side. Uh, if I had to, I'd probably take the Ravens. I'd probably lay the points. I just think that, uh, I mean, the Titans, I, they've been great since Tannehill's been in there, but that defense does give up a lot of points. Um, Tannehill's going to have to play a great game to keep him in it. Uh, overall, like I said, it's almost a coin flip to me. It's interesting to, to watch what the line's going to do. You're going to be able to – I mean, right now it's nine. Like I said, I think it might be eight by the time this game kicks off. So a little chance to, to get a better number if you're going to take the – the Ravens. Um, if you want to get the Titans, you know, try to find those nines. So, uh, flip a coin. I, I'm going to, I think Lamar Jackson has a lot to prove in this game, uh, based off of what he did last year in the playoffs. I, I think John Harbaugh has got the Ravens ready. I, I think they're probably going to cover, but again, this one, not a strong feeling either way, more of a coin flip for me. I'm going Ravens as well, guys. Here's my reasoning. The Titans, that was their Super Bowl last week. Mike Grable and company to knock out the New England Patriots in Foxborough. Such a high for the Titans in that contest. I think they come down to earth this week. The Ravens are rested. Titans have had a great year, but I think even if they lose this game, it's still a great year. So give me the Ravens who have Super Bowl victory aspirations. Not that the Titans don't, but I think the Ravens are have much more realistic ones. Give me the Ravens minus the nine. Also, on uh, then on Sunday, the other AFC playoff game will be the Texans at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are a 9.5-point favorite. The total is 51. John Spataro, what do you think of Andy Reid's team as they try and get to the AFC championship game? It's all about if you believe Patrick Mahomes is finally back to form. He had a little bit of a lull during the regular season where he was hurt, and he just wasn't playing as sharply as I think we expected him to. Now he's got a week off. He's back into the playoffs again where he did pretty well last year until they ran into the Patriots. And a Texans team that is just really hard to judge. I mean, I I don't know if I necessarily feel good about them coming off that game against the Bills because Josh Allen just seemed to be giving that game away as best he could and and eventually did there at the end. Uh, But I I think that this game has potential to be uh, less offensive than people think. So that's why I'm going to take the under. Uh, It's at 51 right now. It actually opened at 49, so it's actually been creeping up uh, just a little bit, implying that there's a lot of people on the over. Uh, But I think this one's going to stay pretty low. I think the Texans are just – um, a, a good offense that either is hot or cold or uh, can explode and, and burst, but then go quiet for a long time. That game uh, against the Bills suggested something like that. Uh, so I'm going to I'm going to stick with the under in this game. I really don't have a good read on the side. Uh, I think the Chiefs certainly have the ability to win this game comfortably. I don't think there's any question that they are not uh, the overwhelming favorite to, uh, to win straight up. Uh, but for nine and a half points, I, I don't I just don't love that as much as I love. 
the nine and the Titans Ravens game because I just don't trust the Texans as much as I trust uh, the the horses on the Titans offense. I think that Derrick Henry is a better running back than anybody that the uh, the Texans have, and and that's why I like a pretty identical spread um, in one game against the other. I just don't feel good about uh, about either of these teams in terms of. Um, uh, in terms of who they are at this moment in time, I, I know Ryan just said that that there's a lot of uh, revisionist history and recency bias, whatever you want to call it, when it gets to this point. But I'm leaning into that. I just I, I watched that game last week, and I can't I can't get over what I saw. So I'm going to stick with the under. I think this game is going to be a little bit more uh, defensive than uh, people are expecting. So give me that, and I will stick away. Or I will stay away from picking a side. All right, Ryan, we got to get your thoughts next on the Texans at the Chiefs. I agree with John on the under. I think that that's probably a, a pretty good play. Uh, Andy Reid at home is that they actually score less than than what they do on the road, so which is kind of an interesting play with the Chiefs. So I, I like his idea on the under. I'm not scared of this uh, spread at all, though. I'm I'm all over the Chiefs here. This is a game. I think the Chiefs are going to blow the Texans out. Um, we know Andy Reid doesn't win Super Bowls, but we also know he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. And where that really shows up is when he gets the extra week to prepare the extra time he's just been money for us going all the way back to his days with the Eagles. Um, quick little stat, 11 days or more of rest. His teams are 15 and nine against the spread. You're scared of the big spread seven or more. That's he's seven and two in those situations and three and one of, on that situation in the playoffs. So Andy Reed absolutely has his teams ready for this. Bill O'Brien on the other hand, as an underdog or seven or more as coach of the Texans, his teams are three, eight, and one, which kind of shows you that when, when, the, when they're outclassed by the other team, uh, rarely does Bill O'Brien coach his team up and, and get them into the game. And Houston's pass defense just isn't very good. The Bills were not able to take advantage of it because the Bills quarterback is Josh Allen. Uh, the Chiefs don't have that problem. They got Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they got Tyreek Hill. They got Travis Kelsey. They got – Otherwise, they got Sammy Walk. I, I just I think they're going to score almost at will. Their defense has been playing great the, the last six weeks of the season. I'm not at all afraid to lay this nine and a half. I think I think we're looking at like a 31 to 10, 31 to 13 kind of game. So, like I said, I like John's pick on the under. I think that that has a, has a decent chance of cashing. But this is one where I'm just I'm not afraid to lay it at all. The Chiefs are the much better team. Despite the Texans beating them in Kansas City earlier this year, I think that'll just have their attention even more. I think I think the Chiefs just pound the Texans. Guys, I'm all over the Chiefs as well in this game. Look, Bill O'Brien's team shouldn't even be here. As Ryan alluded to, Josh Allen was terrible last week. The Texans got a miracle win. It's Bill O'Brien in the playoffs. If he gets this far, he usually goes out rather easily. So give me the Chiefs, lay the 9.5. I think they win at least by double digits. Fellas, it's that fun time of the show, our bet it or drink it segment. I give out of my own pocket, John 20 bucks, Ryan 20 bucks. I take 20 more bucks for myself. Uh, we look at a longer shot play or a parlay or a futures pick. And this week's play, the Vikings and Captain Kirk Cousins, not to win the Super Bowl, guys, but to make the Super Bowl. It's plus 750. You lay 100, you get an additional 750. John, I go to you first. Can Captain Kirk Cousins win two more, surprise the world, and get his team to the Super Bowl? Well, since Ryan called me out earlier for losing my Super Bowl pick already, I have to call you out, Jason, on the fact that I think our first Better or Drink It segment was uh, what was the first coach going to be fired in the NFL. And we were all <laughs> over Mike Zimmer. And look where he is now. He just knocked out the Saints. 
He's sitting pretty. He's probably saved his job for another year plus, I, I would think. You know, just with a big win like that, he's got Kirk playing well. So I'm going to take this. I'm going to bet this. I, I don't love it. I'm, I'm not, you know, obsessed with the fact that Kirk Cousins is, is trying to get me a, a win uh, by getting to the Super Bowl. However, I'm, I think I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. With the Saints out, I think that drastically changes the NFC, uh, you know, Super Bowl uh picture it, it really comes down now to the 49ers and obviously Kirk has a chance to eliminate them too and if, if that happens it, it's wide open to me I mean the Seahawks yeah they beat a pretty bad uh, uh, offense with Josh McCown and the Eagles but they didn't look necessarily too great in that game in Philadelphia and the Packers I, I know Ryan is a little bit higher on them than I am but I, I, I don't know if they're uh, the class of the conference either. So there's a path here. I always talk about that. Is there a path that I can see uh, Kirk Cousins making it to the Super Bowl? It, it pains me to say it, but yes, I, I think I can see that just on the fact that uh, I, I think beating the Saints at home was a huge win for them, and uh, we, we'll see if they can continue that. It's going to be a lot tougher to beat uh, to beat the 49ers, and you know how I feel about betting against the 49ers. But I, I think that he's got it in him. I think they're playing at a high level. I think that was a huge win. And um, plus 750 sounds good to me. So I will bet this. You can buy me a drink another time, Jason. All right, John. And just let the record show that I, I was, I'm so much of a doubter on Mike Zimmer, even though I think he's a good coach. Even I was thinking last week, if they get blown out by the Saints, would he be out in Minnesota? Not that Zimmer's not a good coach. I just thought maybe his time had run its course. So at this point, though, John, fair to call me out because there's no way Mike Zimmer leaves Minnesota after that great win last week in New Orleans. Now, Ryan, let me go to you. You think Kirk Cousins is going to make the Super Bowl? (laughs) He could. I mean, that's a good team. It's a good defense. Uh, he's got good weapons on offense. He got it done last week. Now, it wasn't always pretty. That fourth quarter, it looked like they didn't trust him at all. They were they just kept running the ball over and over and over again and had the Saints said Drew Brees not drop the ball. I mean, there's all these things that could have happened. In the end, he made the big throw in overtime, got him to win. Uh, but now he's got to do it two more times. The part that keeps me from doing this, I, I think they could beat San Francisco this week, and we'll talk about this game next segment. Um, but if he wins that one, then they got to go on the road again, and they're going to go to either Green Bay and Seattle or Seattle. And John says I'm real high on the Packers. I don't know that that's the case, but the Packers have played them twice and played them very well, uh, really stymied that Minnesota offense. So that would be something that the Vikings would have to figure out. If they go out to Seattle for, for an NFC Championship game, Again, just a really tough place to get a to get a win. Uh, it takes a heck of a quarterback to go on the road and win three consecutive road games in the playoffs. And maybe Kirk Cousins is that guy, but we have years of history to telling uh, telling us that he probably isn't. Uh, big monkey off his back last week, and congratulations to him for it. Uh, I know he's kind of sticking it to all the doubters. Well, it's not so much doubting, but. I'm still not buying a Kirk Cousins going to the Super Bowl. So I'll be at the bar drinking. And if Kirk Cousins does make the Super Bowl, well, at least I'll have had those drinks. <laughs> the Vikings do have a good team. And, he, and Cousins, tip your cap. He seems like a good guy. He did play well last week. But I, I just I have a hard time seeing them even win in San Francisco this week. So I'm going to join Ryan at the bar. Uh, drink with the 20 bucks, And, again, if Cousins makes it, again, a good guy, I, I wouldn't be mad to see him get there. But I just don't think it's going to happen. 
This is State Lines. We get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois, along with Ryan Fisher, our Vegas insider, and John Spataro. It's Jason Gotch. We come back. We'll pick the NFC games. Ryan's got some trends and notes, plus a special pick this week. We'll pick the college football national title game, give you our best bets, all that coming up right after this. State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois, along with our Vegas insider Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. It's Jason Gotch with you. This segment, we're loaded. We'll look at the NFC games, our best bets. We'll even give you a special pick in the college football national championship game between Clemson and LSU coming up this coming Monday night. But first, it's our time in the program where Ryan gives us all his insider interesting trends and notes. Yeah, just a few little bit, because mostly I'm giving, to, giving them to you as we're talking about the games. But we talked about, you know, what John said, the recency bias. After that game, you saw the Titans. This is a new feeling he had. So the division round, let's look at the numbers and what that actually tells us. So since 2003, the home teams, those teams off the bye, sitting at home, waiting, uh, they're 43-21 and 21 straight up. So basically two-thirds of the time, they're going to win the game. They're the better team. They're playing at home. They're almost always the favorite. There's only been like three instances where they were not the favorite. Uh, so they're going to win the game two-thirds of the time. So if you're looking at the four teams this weekend, the best guess is that probably three of those home teams win, um, but at least two. But against the spread, it's a little bit of a different story. So 43-21 and 21 straight up, but just 27-36-1 against the spread. So a lot of times you get big numbers. This week we've got three that are at least a touchdown. Uh, so taking these these the winners from last week and the wild card winners, taking them to cover – but not win the game is not necessarily a bad way to go. That's the way John went with the Titans and the Ravens. Um, so, yeah, keep that in mind as, as you're making your picks this week. Uh, most likely those top teams are going to win the game. Um, but if you're looking to, to bet on the spread, it's not a bad thing to necessarily take the underdog. 27-36-1 and one are those home favorites. Okay, and that leads us into with that interesting tidbit there from our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher, the NFC Divisional Games this week. And the first game of the Divisional Round, it's that early game in the Saturday card. It's actually a late afternoon game most of the country, but remember we play the, the late afternoon game and the night game on Saturday in the Divisional Round. So this one's the early one of that card. The Vikings at the 49ers. The Niners a seven-point favorite. Your total in that game is 45. John Spataro, the Kirk Cousins question comes up again. You thought they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl, but do you think that they will cover or possibly even win this game outright? Well, Ryan set me up perfectly to do it again. I am going to take the Vikings to cover. I, 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 this is tough for me because, you know, like I said before, my feelings about betting against the 49ers. But I just think that they're playing too well to, to go against them right now. I, I, I've been saying that all show. I know it's uh, getting repetitive that, that my recency bias keeps showing. But I just think that this team and, and the way that they're playing and the way that they're scoring, I mean, going into – uh, New Orleans and, and putting up 26 points and holding them to 20 um, is enough to, to suggest that they 
they can play and they can play anywhere. And I, I, I have a little bit of, of doubt um, that they're going to be able to score enough to win, but I do not doubt that they're going to have enough to cover. I think the touchdown um, is just a little too much. I think that uh, this game could be a Robbie Gold field goal or possibly a missed field goal. Uh, if, if the Vikings want to go back to their old selves uh, late, that's going to decide it. I, I just, I, I feel too good about Kirk Cousins. I feel too good about the offense. Uh, really, it, it's showtime for the 49ers. I mean, they're 13-3. and three. I've been against them a lot earlier in the year, just not really believing them. But you're in the playoffs now, and it's really going to be a different type of game for this team. I don't think they're, um, you know, necessarily – uh, done with with what they can do on offense. I think they continue to reinvent themselves week to week, which suggests that uh, they, they should be able to contend in every game they're going to play from, from here on out. But I think this is a tough one for them to cover uh, entirely. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Vikings and, and hold my breath that I don't lose yet another 49ers bet this year. <laughs> All right, Ryan, you heard John Spataro's pick right there. Give us your thoughts on the Vikings and the Niners. So as I dove into this game, I mean, pretty fascinating number here. The 49ers were 4-12 and last year, 13-3 and this year. Obviously a huge improvement. Garoppolo being healthy this year makes a big difference. But still a nine-game improvement. I mean, not all that common in the NFL. In fact, going back to 1990, that's only happened seven times overall, the 49ers now being the eighth. Out of those seven teams, the 99 Rams, the Kurt Warner Rams, are the only one to actually make the Super Bowl. Um, so that's an interesting fact as the 49ers are sitting here as the one seed. But more importantly, out of those seven teams in the playoffs, overall, they've gone just four and six straight up. And most of those wins are with the Rams. And they've only gone two and eight against the spread. So that just kind of shows you that as these teams, they make this huge leap, this huge change from one year to the next. It's probably a little inflated. The 49ers probably aren't quite as good as what their record shows. Now, they probably weren't as bad last year as their record showed either, but it makes you kind of think about things. So the way I'm playing this, John says he's going to take the Vikings plus the points. He, 49ers probably win. I mean, that's the safe way to play. If I'm going to play the Vikings in this game, I'm playing them to win. I'm playing them to go out there and get the straight-up win. Uh, one other number, Mike Zimmer in non-division games against the spread. He's 44-19-1. I mean, he does he does wonders against teams that just don't know the Vikings that well, not nearly as well inside the, the NFC North. Uh, I don't know that I love the Vikings here, but I think this game goes one of two ways. I think either the 49ers beat them up and, and win handily, or I think the Vikings win outright. So if I'm going to take points, I'm going to take the Vikings on the money line. And, again, this is kind of like that Ravens and uh, Titans game. I don't feel great about it either way. It's more of a coin flip for me. So my coin flip between taking the 49ers minus 7 or the Vikings plus 255 on the money line, that's more fun. I'm going to take the Vikings plus 255 on the money line. Guys, you know what? I'm going to take the 49ers to win this game by more than seven points. I think they were the best team in the NFC this year. They won some tough games in the second half of the year, lost a tough one in Baltimore, and this week – I think that the Niners get it done by more than a touchdown over the Vikings. So give me the Niners minus the seven. The other game in the NFC, it's the late game on Sunday. The Packers are minus four. The total's 46 against the visiting Seattle Seahawks. John, your thoughts on what should be a good matchup? Yeah, I think this one is my most confident of the bunch. I, I think I'm going to go with the Packers um, to cover at home. I just look at the Seahawks and – 
I know that the game that they played in Philadelphia is kind of, uh, you know, a little bit jaded just because of the way that Carson Lentz went out and then they only had to deal with Josh McCown for the rest of the game. But I look at that running game and, I mean, they're finally, I think, starting to show some of the wear from the fact that they lost all three of their starting running backs in consecutive weeks to end the year. And now they're relying on guys named Travis Homer and the ghost of Marshawn Lynch to get it done. I, I just don't see that being... Uh, sustainable for for much longer and I think that the Packers off a bye Aaron Rodgers has probably been doing nothing but reading all of our takes about how he's regressed and how he hasn't looked great and he just really isn't the player that he used to be and I think he's uh, poised to put up a big performance in front of the Lambeau faithful and I I just like the way that the, the Packers match up against the Seahawks in this game uh, I think that they're able to run the ball. I think they're able to move the ball, whereas the Seahawks are going to be completely dependent on Russell Wilson. I mean, he was their leading rusher and obviously their leading passer last week. How many weeks can he do that? Some would say he's probably the best in the league at doing just that. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to go toe-to-toe against Aaron Rodgers on his home field. And until I see Rodgers flail out in the playoffs, I'm still going to judge him as the elite quarterback that I think he is. So I'm going to take the... Packers to cover at home. I'll, I'll give me the four points, and I think they'll pass that easily. I think the Seahawks have had a great year, but I think their season ended uh, in week 17 when they lost to the 49ers, and they're forced to play a couple extra games here uh, without a, a strong running game. I think they're just going to run out of steam. So give me the Packers with the uh, with the points, and uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. All right, Ryan, your turn. You know the Packers real well. What do you think of this game? Yeah, I mean, the bye week, it's going to be interesting to see what the Packers did with the bye week. Uh, when you look at the numbers for them for the season, I mean, the defense has been kind of bend but don't break, but they've been great on third down. They've been great in the red zone, great in the fourth quarter, and that's enough to get it done. Uh, the offense has been really inconsistent, but the inconsistency comes from one thing. Aaron Jones, the running back. When he's on the field, they've shown a top three offense by the numbers. They've been great. But when he's off the field, they've been awful. They've been like 28th, you know, by the numbers. So it's really a question of in the bye week, did Matt LaFleur decide, okay, now we're in the playoffs. We've got to put all our chips in the middle. We're going to use Aaron Jones as much as possible. If Aaron Jones is on the field a ton on Sunday, the Packers are going to win. If, if he's not, if Jamal Williams is getting snaps and Aaron Jones is still only playing at 60 to 70% of the snaps, then they're going to struggle still offensively. So I, you would think that during the bye week and the, with the time and knowing the urgency, you think you're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones on Sunday. Uh, Packers, I talked about the 49ers with the nine-game improvement. Packers improved by six wins over last year. And similar thing. It's not quite as stark numbers as with the 49ers, but – 47 teams have done that since 1990. In the playoffs, those teams are 22, 38, and 1 against the spread. So same thing. You know, I I don't know that I'm going to bet the side in this one. Again, if I was going to bet the side, I if Aaron Jones plays, the Packers are going to cover. If he plays a lot, um, if he's not getting enough snaps, I, I think the Seahawks have a chance to cover and win. Where I'm going in this one, I'm taking the under. Uh, the number's too high. Uh, great thing about Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers is they don't turn the ball over. I mean, two of the best best in the sport at that. When you don't turn the ball over, leads to it doesn't lead to quick scores, um, short fields where offenses can cash in. Um, so I think these teams are going to move the ball a little bit, go up and down, maybe struggle in the red zone. Uh, so the total of 46 to me is just too high. I think this game's going to come in under that. So that's where I'm focused on this one. 
Um, but again, as you're thinking about it, if, if you believe in Matt LaFleur and that he's going to give Aaron Jones the ball as much as he can and the guy's going to be on the field a ton, then the Packers are going to find a way to cover this as well. All right, fellas, my last pick here of the NFL games going over them. I, Jason Gotch, am going to go with the Seahawks here. I, I know their backfield's banged up. But the Packers have looked shaky in a lot of games this season. I think Seattle finds a way to at least cover that four, if not win the game. So there you go. Those are our picks for the NFL playoffs. Before we get to our best bets pick segment, we get out of here for the week. Let's do another quick bonus pick here, guys. We haven't picked a college football game all year. Clemson and LSU meeting down in the Louisiana Superdome on Monday night for the college football national championship game. LSU and Joe Burrow, five-and-a-half-point favorite over the defending national champion, Dabo Sweeney's Clemson Tigers. The total in the game, 69-and-a-half. Real quick, John, give us a pick in that one. Give me LSU, go Tigers, and uh, that should be a good one to watch. I'm really excited. This feels like an NFL game, if anything. It feels like two really good offenses meeting in a big game. And uh, for once, I think the playoff actually did what it should. It got the, the two best players in college football in the game against each other. All right, Ryan, you're up. Clemson and LSU. Go Tigers. <laughs> we'll go the G-E-A-U-X variety. We'll take LSU. Make it all three of us guys for LSU. I'm taking the LSU Tigers as well. Don't forget, this is a home game basically for LSU playing it in the Louisiana Superdome. They beat Clemson by more than five points. That will do it for another edition of State Lines for Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. It's Jason Gotch with you. Enjoy the winners, and we will talk to you next week.